Okay, we're going to begin here with Masechet Shabbat, which is the first Masechet in Seder Moed. Obviously, it's the first Masechet in Seder Moed because it's the longest Masechet in Seder Moed, but not only because of that, but because what do we say in Kiddush tonight, which is that it's Tehila Lemikrai Kodesh. So the loosely, or the way that it's normally translated is that it's the first of the Mikrai Kodesh. If you go to Parshat Amor, we read on the first day of Sukkot, read Parshat Amor, it says... Elohim Moadai. These are the Moadim of Hashem, and the first Moed that's mentioned there is Shabbat. There is Tehila the Mikrai Kodesh. The way to translate it in the Pashtut. My Rebbe Rav Rosenzweig always noted that Tehila the Mikrai Kodesh is not necessarily the first, but the paradigm. Shabbat is the paradigm for all the other Moadim. Whenever we look at any other Moed, we always look at it in reference to Shabbat. Shabbat establishes the principles, whether it's in Malachot, whether it's in Mikra Kodesh. All of these items are established by Shabbat. And then in reference to that, we always ask, what is the din of the Moed in reference to Shabbat? How is it different? How is it the same? So that is what it means, Tehillah the Mikra'i Kodesh, not just the first, but also the paradigm. In that sense, Shabbat is the paradigm of all the other Moadim. In addition to that, Shabbat has a different aspect than all the other Moadim, which is that all the other Moadim are Zecher the Tziat Mitzrayim. Shabbat has two aspects to it, which is, number one, it is Zecher L'Tziat Mitzrayim. That's why it's a Mikra Kodesh, that's why it's found in Parshat Emor, but it's also Zecher L'Masei Bereshit. So not only does it have the aspect of Zecher L'Tziat Mitzrayim, it also has the aspect of Zecher L'Masei Bereshit. And that's what makes Shabbat unique or different than all the other Moadim, is because it does have this aspect of Zecher L'Masei Bereshit, which brings us to the major component of Shabbat, which is the Isr Melacha. Shabbat has Isr Melacha, as we know, we're going to get to it in the seventh parak here in Shabbat, that there are 39 Melachot, that are asurot on Shabbat. And uh, those 39 melachot are supposedly learned from the juxtaposition of Shabbat to the Mishkan. And that those melachot that were performed in the Mishkan were asurot on Shabbat. The Gemara has in different places different sources for the fact that there are 39 melachot. There's even a Tosafot in Psachim that suggests that it comes from Mitzrayim, that the work that they did in Mitzrayim, which was what, that is what is asur on Shabbat. So we have different sources for the Isr melacha on Shabbat. But the important thing to focus on in the Isr melacha of Shabbat is that it's Isr melacha and not Isr Avodah. And there's a key difference between the words Avodah and melacha. Avodah is what we translate as work. Work, which is the amount or determined by the amount of exertion put in by the individual. So if I work harder, it means that I exerted myself more. If I worked less, I exerted myself less. On Shabbat, that's irrelevant. You could be working hard, let's say you are Osig Batorah and toiling in Torah all day long, and you're not in violation of Shabbat. It's not about exertion on Shabbat, it's about Milacha. And Milacha is a term that is first used by the Mishkan. As opposed to what Paro, when he enslaves us in Mitzrayim, Paro in Mitzrayim makes us do Avoda. That's why we're working. It's about the physical exertion. When Hashem takes that as a out of Mitzrayim, he introduces us to a new concept called Melacha. And all the Melacha of the Mishkan is called Melechet HaMishkan. And on Shabbat, what is Asur is Melacha. And Melacha is basically a man's creative imprint on the surrounding. And that's what's Asur on Shabbat. Not about Avodah, but about Melacha. And that really relates to what is Zechel L'Masei Breshit. In terms of Zechel L'Masei Breshit, man is B'Tzel Melokim. Man is created in the image of God. And in being created in the image of God, he has the ability to do what God does, which is to be creative, to make a difference and change that which is around him. And that's what the Melachot are. The Easter Melacha on Shabbat really derives from that sense of we want to be Zechel Masei Bereshit, to acknowledge that God is the ultimate creator. In the end, all that we do and all our creative abilities have to be subjugated to God and acknowledge that God is the ultimate creator and the ultimate one who gives us the ability to be creators. 
And that's why the Isra and Shabbat is Isra Melacha, not Isra Avodah. It's the Isra to express our Tzelem Elukim on the day of Shabbat, so that we are acknowledging the ultimate Elukim, which is God, and that way we are Mevatel, our Tzelem Elukim, to the ultimate Elukim, and that's what Shabbat is about. Now, in terms of Yitziyot Shabbat, which is the first parak here, the question that one asks, Sardavek, is why does the Gemara start here? Why does Mesechah Shabbat start with Yitziyot Shabbat? which is very difficult because if you go to the seventh parak, it's the last of the 39 melachot that's mentioned. So why would you ever start with Yitziot Shabbat? The easy way to explain it, Tosafot says this, is to say that this is the first mission in the parak, but if you move on through the Mishnayot in the parak, they talk about things that deal with Erev Shabbat. This parak does not only deal with melachot on Shabbat, but also deals with melachot that are before Shabbat. Lo Yitzay. And then we have more and more Mishnayot that are going to come up that are discussing what you may not do on Erev Shabbat. And that's why this parak was picked as the first parak. The other two reasons that are given here, one is because Yitziot Shabbat affects a tremendous part of your Shabbat. It's something that people do all the time and is very involved. Today we have an Eruv around everywhere, so nobody really thinks about carrying on Shabbat. But if you really are restricted from carrying on Shabbat, it's extremely limiting in your ability to do things on Shabbat, to be able to be mobile on Shabbat, when you don't have an Eruv and we're not allowed to carry on Shabbat. And so Yitziyot Shabbat is fundamental in terms of our Shmirat Shabbat. The other side of that is, and the Tosafot here mentions it, the re mentions it all over the place, which is that Yitziyot Shabbat is a what's called a Melocha Gerua. It's really not a Melocha in its true sense. Of all the other Melochot, it's very easy to understand what the creative aspect of those Melochot is. It's very understand why they're classified as a Melochot. Yitziyot Shabbat is very difficult to understand why that is within the framework of Melochet Shabbat, why that's a problem of what we call Melochet Machshevet. Melochet Machshevet is what's a Surah Shabbat, as we said before, the creative Melochah on Shabbat. And that's why it's so important, the Totza'ah. The output, the outcome of the Malacha is as important as the Malacha itself. Because it's all about the end game. It's all about what you do, what you produce. And that's why Darashayn Mitkadain is either going to be Mutar or Patur. That's why Malachashayn Tzricha Gufa is going to be Patur. All of these items are affected by the concept of Malacha. But Yitziyot Shabbat, what are you doing that's creative in Yitziyan Shabbat? What is it about Yitziyot Shabbat? Best explanation I've heard is that it has to do with our need and our ability as human beings to be social. And there's also a creative side of the social aspect of the individual. Yitziyot Shabbat and tearing on Shabbat is the ability for one to interact with others. That's whether it's in bringing gifts, in uh, bringing items back and forth between others. We know that from on Yom Tov. What are you supposed to do on Yom Tov? Why do you carry on Yom Tov? The Navi tells us in the Chemya that you take out Matanot Le'in Give those that don't have, you bring food and drink and you share with others. That's the social aspect of Yom Tov that does not exist on Shabbat. And therefore, Yitzhiyot Shabbat and this Malacha, quote-unquote, Gerua, is to also show us in the domain of the social area, the social structure and culture, that there also Hashem is the ultimate creator. And that's why it's one of the Melachot Shabbat. But that does have Nafkaminot, which will affect us in the Mishnah right away, is that by Yitziot Shabbat, as opposed to other Melachot, the other Melachot, we just search for the Av Melachot in the Mishkan. The primary Melachot has to be in the Mishkan. All derivative Melachot, we assume, whatever is a derivative, fine. By Yitziot Shabbat and carrying on Shabbat, unless it's found in the Mishkan, even the Toldot are not applicable unless we can find paradigms within the Mishkan for them. And that's because it's a Melachot Gerua. It's not a full-fledged Melachot. 
And therefore, even if we're going to find a Toldah in Tziyot HaShavach, so the Gemara will ask later on, it's not in our parak, not here, but later on the Gemara will ask about Toldot of Yitziyot HaShavach, and those Toldot, the Gemara will want to know, where's the source for that? It's the only place that asks for a source by Toldot. It doesn't ask for a source by Toldot by anything else. And that's because of this aspect of Yitziyot HaShavach being a subpar malacha, and it's subpar malacha, it must be found in the Mishkan in order to be asura. But again, the idea being that Yitziyot HaShavach governs another area of our lives, which is anything creative and creative in our ability to be social beings. And there, Yitziyot HaShavach is what stops that part or aspect of us on Shabbat, and in stopping in that aspect of us on Shabbat, that's also another acknowledgement of HaKadosh Baruch Hu being the ultimate creator. Very nice idea that on Shabbat, that the main focus of Shabbat is on our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu, whereas our main goal on Yom Tov is the relationship between the Am as a whole and the joining of the Am. It's included in the Parshat Moadim. It's never called a, a Moed, but it's a Mikra Kodesh. So it's within Parshat Moadim, and that's why I think it's Tchilal Mikra Kodesh. It's a paradigm for Moed. It's not in itself a moed, but it's the paradigm by which moed was. And that's why I said I think the proper translation of Tehillim Ikrei Kodesh is paradigm, not the first of the moadim. Because it's not really the first of the moadim. Correct. It might be that the Shabbos has both aspects to it, which is the other answer you could give. It's that Shabbos has the aspect of moed, but also has a Shabbos kind of... That's what Moed is, that we make Kiddush on Shabbos. Despite the fact that it's Kadosh, we still make Kiddush on Shabbos. The main answer would be that Shabbat has both aspects, which is that it's also both a Moed and it's also Zechel Masei which doesn't have that aspect of Moed to it. And that's what's Kidju Vekaimo. And it's already there. It's already in place, which is the Kedusha the Shabbat Lomami Masei The Moed aspect is that we are also Mikadeh Shabbat. That we also, Zechel Etziah Mitzrayim, we are Mikadeh Shabbat, even though it's already Kadosh. Alright, you still make Kiddush on Friday night. Alright, so now the Gemara begins with the Mishnah, Yitziot Shabbat Shtayim Shehein Arba. So now, I'm just going to address Shtayim Shehein Arba, the two that make up four. As Rashi explains here, that there are two Midoraita, Shehein Arba, that turn out to be four, when you add on two more Midivrei Sofim Midirabanan. Then the Mishnah says, Bifnim. So now, the translation of the word Bifnim, over here Rashi translates as Bifnim, as dealing with the Balabait, which we're going to see an example in the Mishnah. He said there are two parties in this Mishnah. Is the Balabait who's found inside the house, and there's an Ani, a poor person who approaches the house in the Rishut Rabim. So when I say Bimifnim, Bifnim refers to the Balabait, Bibachutz refers to the Ani Mibachutz. That's the way Rashi translates it here, and Tosafot says that's the right way to translate it here, that's the proper way to explain it. But Rashi in the Gemara and Shavuot, and in other places, translates Mibifnim and Mibachutz dealing with the different possibilities of malachot that can be done here. Malachot are hotza'ah, which is that you can take from the Rishut HaYachid and pass it out to the Rishut HaRabim. And there's Hachnasa, which is take from the Rishut HaRabim and place it into the Rishut HaYachid. So mi bifnim and mi bachutz, Rashi translates in other places. Pnim means Hachnasot, Hachnasa, bringing it in. Mi bachutz is taking it out, hotza'ah. So that's the way Rashi translates it in other places. And obviously, it would have to explain the Mishnah differently because of that which is, what are the exact cases that we're focused on? In each of the cases, there are two parties. There's the, the Balabait on the inside, and there's the Ani on the outside. Who are we focusing on in any one of the cases? Are we fighting and focused on the party on the inside, or are we focused on the party on the outside? And that will make a difference depending on how you read Bifnimi Bakut. I'm going to follow here Rashi and Tosafot, which is Bifnim means the Balabait, and Mibakut means the Ani on the outside. As far as we're concerned here, we only need to do Minat Torah, there are only two Rishuyot. There are only two locations. It's a place called Rishut Rabim, and it's a place called Rishut Yachid. And that's it, Midir Torah. We're going to get to a bright very soon, and that will give us additional Rishuyot Midir Abanan. 
We're not going to concern ourselves with that right now because they're not really relevant to the Mishnah. As far as the Mishnah is concerned, there's the private domain and the public domain. One may not move an object from the private domain to the public domain or from the public domain to the private domain. There are additional aspects, Midorite, which is within the public domain. You cannot move more than four amot, an object more than four amot, within the public domain. But that's with regards to the Mitzvah Doraita. Again, the Gemara will get to and to find for us more Rishiyot and all the Dinim Dirabanan. Here in the Mishnah, we're going to focus only on the level Doraita. Even the Dirabanan aspects of our Mishnah are really related to the Doraita Rishiyot. And that is, Tiyot HaShabbat Shtayim Shein Arbab Bifnim Ushtayim Shein Arbab Mibachutz. Ketzad. Here, what are these cases? Pashat Hani Et Lifnim. Then he puts his hand into the house. He has a basket. He has something in his hand, possibly. And he places it into the hands of the balabayit. Oh, he took something from in there. And then he took it out. Then he is chayav. Ubalabayit patur. And over here the balabayit is patur. In these cases, the ani completes the entirety of the melachav hotza'ah. The melachav hotza'ah involves two parts to it. One is what is called akira. One must lift something out of the reshut, one reshut. And then hanacha, place it down in the other reshut. It's called akira and hanacha. In order to be chayav for the melachav hotza'ah shabbat, one has to do both of those aspects. They both have to do the akira as well as the hanacha. So in this first description here in the Mishnah, you have Pashat Aniyat Yadol Lifnim. He's the one in the Rishut Rabim. He puts his hand on the inside. He's taking an object inside. Binatan Latoch Yadosho Balabai. And he puts it into the hand of the Balabai. It means he did the Akira. He took it out of the Rishut Rabim and placed it down inside the Rishut Yachid. In general, to have an Akira Nanacha, it has to be from a location that is four by four Tvachim in order to be considered a location of either Hanacha or Akira. The one exception to that rule is the hand. The hand of the individual is considered to be an extension of their body, and therefore there is Akira and Hanacha in the placement of an object into a person's hand. So here the Ani does the Akira from the Shutter Abim, and now he places it down into the hand of the Balabite. He's done the Hanacha inside of the Shutter Yachid, or Shnatami Tocha. The Ab is the way around. The Balabite has a loaf of bread in his hand. And he takes the loaf of bread out of the Balabite's hand. That's the Akira. Then he places it down in his basket or his hand in the Rishut Rabim. That's the Anacha. In both those cases, the Ani has accomplished both sides of the puzzle here. He's done both the Akira, which is lifting it out of the Rishut, and the Anacha placing it down. And that's why he is Chayav. Okay, so very good. The Balabite is Patur. Over here, in general, in the Mishnayot and Shabbat, it means Patur, Aval, Asur. So whenever that term is used in the Mishnayot and Shabbat, with a couple of exceptions, this being one of them, patur means patur from the dindo raita, but still asur midivrei rabbanon, midivrei sofrim. Which means whenever the Mishnah says chayav here, we're talking about a level of korban. Chayav and patur are used from the sense of korban by shogeg. You have to be chayav in korban chatat, patur mi korban chatat. And that's where it's used. Chayav, if you did it be mezid, you'd be chayav in karet, patur mi karet. If you did it mezid with edim, you'll be chayav in skila or patur mi skila. That's one of the other unique aspects of Shabbat, that the punishment for violating a mezid is skila. As opposed to all the other Moadim. At most, by Yom Kippur you have Karait, by the other Moadim it's Makot. So you see how the aspect of Shabbat being so fundamental to our beliefs and having an aspect above all the other Moadim. Over here, when it says Patur, the Balabai did, quote unquote, absolutely nothing. And that's what Rashi says. Patur, Patur le Gamre, Bafilu le Chatrila Mutar, Duhulav Mideovud. Rashi says he's patur the gamre, because even the chadrili did nothing. The balabai did absolutely nothing now. So Tzvi, Tzvi raises a very good question, which Chosos will deal with, and not on today's daf, but tomorrow's daf, which is what about lifnei ver loti ten michshol? You're not allowed to aid and abet an individual in the performance of an avera. Well, the Gemara in Avodah Zarah gives us the qualifications for lifnei ver. 
which is that has to be mitrei evrei denahara. It has to be on two sides of the river. Meaning that the person does not have the ability to accomplish this without you. The only way you are the violation of is if the person could not have done this without you. That means tray of Raydanara on two sides of the river. The Nazir is on one side of the river, the wine is on the other side of the river. He cannot access the wine. You get him the wine by passing over. That's Lifneiver. Over here, the Balabait is eating and abetting, but the Ani could have accomplished everything he does without the Balabait. Again, he could have lifted the loaf out of that area, brought it into the Shutarabim, he could have taken his bags from Shutarabim, placed it down in Shutayachid. The Balabayit is could have been a statue in this case. He didn't do anything actively to make available to the Ani something he didn't have before. Shoal is raising over here is what Tosfod mentions. Tosfod mentions on the top of Gimel Lamadalif and says that there is another concept, Midir called Misayaya Beovrei Aveira. That one should not be involved in aiding and abetting someone to accomplish an Aveira even when it's not a violation of Lifneiver Lodite Mikshol. It's not nice. It's not a good thing to be the person who is making accessible or even more accessible the Avera to the individual. And he calls it something, a new concept. That You should try to keep people away from Isurim. And so those what says over here, when we tell you it's Mutter Lechatchila, all these ideas, is that there is no Isuraita, there's no issue of Lifnei Verli Tontei Mechshol. There is an issue of something called Misayeya L'Ovrei Avera, which is a new concept. A new idea that Tosvot introduces here that he mentions in some other places in Shas as well is the idea that we don't want you involved in anything that has a tinge of Avera with it. So even here, even though, again, the Baalbite did absolutely nothing in terms of making the Avera easier, doing anything to aid and abet in the Avera, but in the end, he is a participant. And we don't want that. And that is Misael Avera. And that's why Tosvot says maybe the expression of Patur here instead of Muta Lechatchila is because of that aspect of Misayel Ovrei Avera. The Rabbanan aren't happy with you, and that means either you're in violation of Anissa the Rabbanan, or this isn't proper behavior. The Rabbanan are indicating to us that this is not the way one should behave. That Patur means Patur Avalasur, here it means Muta Lechatila. You have another one in Bameh Madagim, by Rabbi Shimon, when he says Patur, there it means Muta Lechatila. Again, internal battle, it can't be cruel to a person. So that's one of the reasons. One of the reasons given by some of the Rishonim, as to why we opened the Tziyot Shabbat. With this example is because of exactly what Svi is mentioning over here, that it's a mitzvah, Baba Avera. Here is this person is doing staka, he's doing gemilat chesed, he's helping out the nani, and you would think maybe that's not a surah on Shabbat. Here comes the mission to tell you that you can't be in violation of Shabbat, even if it's a mitzvah. It's a mitzvah, Baba Avera, and it's still an Avera. Alright, Pashat Hani et Lifnim. So the Ani put his hand in, Venatal Balabait Mitocha. He put his basket inside, and the Balabite took it out of his hand. Oh, Shinatan letocha, or the Balabite himself put it into his hand. Votzi, and then he took it out. Shnehem turim. In this case, they both are turim. So now, in this case, the first case, Pashatani he put his hand inward. Vinatal Balabite mitocha. The problem is the akira was accomplished by the ani. The ani took the basket out of the shutarabim and took it into the shuta yachid, but he never places it down in the shuta yachid. How does it get placed down in the Rishut HaYachid? The Baal takes it out of his hand and accomplishes the Hanacha. Oh, what's the other possibility? Shnatan letocha, that he placed it into the hand of the Ani. Meaning that the Baal does the Akira, he takes the loaf of bread and places it into the Ani's hand while the Ani's hand is still in the Rishut HaYachid and then he retracts his arm and takes it out. Over here, again, in both cases, they're only doing half of the Melacha. In each case, the Akira has been accomplished by one and the Hanacha has been accomplished by the other. Shneem Turim. 
They are both are paturu. Now here, shnei miturim mean patur of alasur, because each one of them has done half a malacha here. And doing half a malacha, you are asumi drabanan. Rabanan say, even if you do part of the malacha, only if you do akira, only do anacha, you are still chayav. Now, again, in all these instances, you have the question of shnei miturim, is who's the focus on? In both these cases, there were two individuals involved in each of the cases. In both cases, there was an ani and a balabait. And each of them did half the malacha. So which one is the Shnehim Turim is the two cases. But that means you just had four individuals involved in the Shnehim Turim. Rashi says the Shnehim Turim is going on the one who did the Akira in both cases. Rashi says the Isidur Rabbanan only applies when you do Akira. Because Akira can end up in a full Malacha. If you do Akira and someone else does the Anacha, you as doing the Akira have the possibility of completing it yourself and doing the Anacha and coming to an Isidur Raita. But if you're just doing Anacha, the half Malacha and putting it down... You can never come to the full malacha because the akira is missing. You're only you're at the tail end of the malacha, and therefore Rashi says the focus in these cases on the one who did the akira, the one who uproots it over here. In both those cases, that's where your patur of alasur because there's the isud rabbanan because you could have come to the malacha doraita if you completed it. So therefore, the focus is on the first case, the ani who did the akira, and in the second case, the balabayit who's doing the akira. So according to Rashi, we're mixing and matching in this part of the mishnah. We're mixing and matching the Din de Rabbanan. We're talking about first the Ani, and then we're talking about the Balabayit. You obviously can see, according to other Rishonim, that in this case, they would say, no, we're focused on Shnei Pturim. In both cases, we're focused on the Ani. And he's Patur in both cases. In one case, he only did the Akira. In one case, he only did the Anacha. You could explain it that way. I'm telling you that Rashi doesn't explain the way he splits the case in half. It says that in both cases, we're focused on the one who's doing the Akira. And therefore, there's one case of Ani, and one case of Balabayit. And then the next part of the Mishnah is Pashat Balabayit Yadolachutz. Balabayit sticks his hand out. Vinatel ani bitocha, and the ani took it out. So over here, the balabite's doing the akira, he's taking the loaf of the bread out, and then he puts it outside in the shutarabim, then he takes it out of his hand, and he's doing the anacha in the shutarabim. Then you have oshanatam letocha, v'ichnis, or, the balabite sticks his hand out, the ani places the basket into the balabite's hand, the balabite retracts his hand, akira done by the ani, the anacha being done by the balabite. So again, Rashi will explain, we're focused here on the akira side of it. That means, and in the first case, the Balabayit is the one that we're talking about. And in the second case, we're talking about the Ani, who did the Akira, Shneem Turim. So that's the way Rashi explains this latter half of the Mishnah. And then in each of these cases, it's not Ani and Ani, and then Balabayit, Balabayit, but rather it's Ani, Balabayit, Balabayit, Ani, which is the Akira is really the focus here. And that's why the Shneem Turim is focused not on the individual keeping it consistent, but on the Malacha that's done here, the Akira that's done here. In the end, you'll end up with your Arba. Then you end up with two cases where the Ani is Patur, two cases where the Balabait is Patur. Both of those instances relate to the Akira case. Again, you couldn't explain the cases. The first two cases relating to the Ani, and the second two cases as relating to the Balabait. And just focus on the first case, Akira and Hanacha. And in the second case, it's focused on Akira and Hanacha. Just giving you that to be shown him, take different approaches to here. I'm following Rashi's approach, but just be aware, depending on how you explain the Mishnah, it makes it more complex how you lay out the cases, depending on what you think. Mibifni means, mibachutz means, and whether you think the Yisud Rabbanan applies both to Akira and Anacha, or only to Akira and not just to Anacha, and so on and so forth.
It's not autum. We have a Mishnah over there, and the Gemara asks this in both places, asks it here, and asks it over there, which is that the Mishnayot and Shavuot begin with, Shtayim Shein Arba. Over there, there's a list of items where we have the same type of format, which is that there are two that are really four. It's not autum Shavuot, Shtayim Shein Arba. We have Shavuot that would have this principle of two that are really four. By Yediota Tumah, we also have Shtayim Shein Arba. And then we have Maruot Nigayim, Shnaim Shein Arba. So we have two that are four. Yediota Shabbat, Shtayim Shein Arba. So here you have four different examples of the same concept that you have two that are really four. Now two that are really four in all these cases, it's not really our Gemara, it's not our need to know everything over here. But for instance, in the Torah, there are only two types of nigaim that are mentioned. Two white colors of nigaim that are mentioned. From those two, the Chachamim extrapolated to four, which is that there are an additional two colors of nigaim, which are the derivatives or derivative colors of those first two headers. So you have these avot, which are the main ones that are mentioned in the Torah, and then you have two more that are the toldot, that are derivatives of that. That's shtaim shein arba. By yudiota tumah. Yudiota tumah, we have shtaim shein arba, which is in the Torah, you have this idea that you're not allowed to go tamay into the mikdash, and you're not allowed to eat kodoshim while you are tamay. In the Torah, it says that he forgets he is tamay. Person, me'alam yimenu. He forgets that he's tamay, and forgetting that he's tamay, he eats kodoshim or enters into the mikdash. That's shtaim. Shainabai is, instead of forgetting that he's Tameh, he forgets that it's the Mikdash, or he forgets that it's Kodesh. So that's Shainarba. So you can have the same manifestation of this forgetting, not in forgetting the Tumat, you know you're Tameh, you just forgot that you were going into the Mikdash. You knew you were Tameh, you forgot that this was Kodesh that you ate. That's Shtayim Shainarba. You have it by Shavuot as well. By Shavuot, the Torah talks about Shtayim Arba. Over there, the Gemara is talking about Shavuot Abitui. In Shavuot Abitui, one can express a Shavuah as I will do something, and I will not do something. A shvuah can also be expressed as, I did not do something, or I did something. So the question of avar and atid is expressing both in the past tense, as well as the future tense, as well as the active and passive. But there you have shtayim shein arba as well. The Torah only addresses two, exactly what is addressed in the Torah. Let's assume that's lavar, that's in the past tense. The shvuah bitui in the Torah is that I did something and I did not do something. Shein Arba means that I will do something or I will not do something. So that's Shtayim Shein Arba. So all of these cases have two of the aspects that are mentioned in the Torah. And from that, we extrapolate and we get to four. And that's same by Shabbat. We have two, quote-unquote, that are mentioned in the Torah. We'll have to figure out what that is. And then there are four. So now Gemara wants to understand this. Maishnahacha, what's different over here in Shabbat? Titani betchein arba bifnim, ubetchein arba bibachutz. Over here, the Mishnah, after saying Shtayin chein arba, goes back again and says, well, there are two out of four bifnim, and two that are four mibachutz. Maishnahotam, over there in Shvotich, it says, Tani Shtayin chein arba. But too low, and that's it. It ends. Why is our Mishnah more wordy than the Mishnah in Shavuot? Why over there just says Shtayim Shein Arba, and we're done. By Shabbat over here, Shtayim Shein Arba Bifnim, Shtayim Shein Arba Bachutz. Why do you have this extra language that's filtered into our Mishnah? So my answer is, well, obviously we're found in Masechet Shabbat. So over here, Acha, that it's Ikar Shabbat, who, this is the main location of Shabbat, Tani Avot, Vitani Toldot. Over here, it mentions both the Avot and the Toldot. Hotam, the Lav Ikar Shabbatu. Over there, that's not the Ikar Shabbat. Avotani. It only dealt with the Avot. Toldot, Lotani. It didn't mention the Toladot. So over here, the expression of this mission would suggest that over there, we're dealing with four Avot. And over here, we're dealing with four Avot and four Toladot. That would be the understanding of this Gemara. And the Gemara wants to know, well, explain to him what's an Av and a Toldah within Yitzhiyot Shabbat. Avot, my Ninu. 
What's the Av Melacha when we deal with Yitziat HaShabbat? That is Yitziot. That's carrying out, meaning taking from the Rishut HaYachid out to the Rishut HaRabim. V'Yitziot, Trehavyon. There are only two Yitziot. You can't get four Yitziot. There are only two Yitziot. V'chitema, mehen lechiyuv, umehen leptor. All right, now maybe there's more than, there's more than two Yitziot, but they're not always Chayav. Sometimes you're Chayav, sometimes you're Patur. Now what are the two Yitziot over here mentioned in our Mishnah? Well, there is the Balabayit who takes the bread and hands it out to the Ani. That's one Yitziah. The other one is the Ani. He sticks his hand in, takes the bread and takes it out. So those are two forms of Hotza'ah. One performed by the Balabayit, one performed by the Ani. That's two Hotza'ot. But that's the only ones you're Chayav. The other Hotza'ot that are mentioned in our Mishnah are all Turim. They're all Patur. So the Mishnah says, okay, that's fine. It's fine. When we say Yitziot, Shtayim Shein we mean two that are four, but two that are four. Two of them you're Chayav for. Turn out to be four. Two you're also Patur from, but they're also Yitziot. So that's, that will be everything that's mentioned in Shavuot. Over here, we deal with not only Av, we also deal with the Tolada. What's the Tolada? Hachnasa. Hachnasa means taking from Rishut Rabim and placing it into the Rishut Yachid. Over there, we have two manifestations where you're Chayav, which is that the Mani takes his basket and puts it into the Balabait. And we have the Balabait who reaches out, takes the Ani's basket and brings it in. So that's Achnasa that you're Chayav, and then you have two cases where you're Pator. My sense, that can't be. Because over there it says, Vadumya de Marot Nigaim Ktani. Over there in Shavuot, the list, there's a huge list of Shnaim Shein Arba. By Marot Nigaim, it says that there are four types of white that make up a nega. Those four types of white are all Chayavim. They're all Nigaim. That means that when we say Shnaim Shein Arba, we don't mean Shnaim Shein Chayavim. And that gets you the four that some are Patur. No, when it says Shnaim Shein Arba, it means all four of them are problematic. Mahatam Kulum Kulu L'Chiyuva. Just like over there, they're all L'Chiyuv. Avacha Nami Kulu L'Chiyuva. Also over here, they're all L'Chiyuv. So, El Amara Papacha, Deikar Shabbatu, Tani Chiyuve Ture. Now do it the other way around. You're right. Over there, everything is mentioned that's Chayav. That means Shnaim Shein Arba. There are two Hotzaot. That make up four, which are there also additional two Hachnasot that you're Chayav. So over there, it mentioned Avot and Toldot as well. The Avot are Yitziot Shabbat, which you have the Ani and the Balabai. And then you have four, which is there are two more things that you're Chayav for, which are the Toldot. Hachnasa of the Balabait and Hachnasa of the Ani. Over here, how do we end up with eight over here? We end up over eight over here because Tani Chiyuve Ture, which is what we have in our Mishnah. Shnei Pturim. There are cases where you are Patur for Hotzah, Patur for Hachnasa. So my says, Hatam Dolav Ikar Shabbatu, over there in Shvot, where it's not Ikar Shabbat, Chiyuve Tani Ture Lotani. It only mentioned the things you're Chayav for, which means two of Hotzah, two of Hachnasa. But that's it. Nothing more than that. Ture Lotani doesn't deal with the Turim. So my says, Chiyuve Mainidu. What are they? Chiyuvim. So Yitziot, wait, it says here, Yitziot, Shem Shein Arba. Now, what are you Chayav for? You're Chayav for two Yitziot and two Hachnasot. But the terminology that's used in the Mishnah is only Yitziot. If you're using Yitziot, then again, we're back to square one, which is Yitziot, Tartei Avian. Shtayim Dotza, Ushtayim Dachnasa. Right, oh, no. We can get to four. How do we get to four? Two Otzot and two Achnasot. Where it says, Baha Yitziot, Tani. Our Mishnah says Yitziot. How could you say Yitziot means both Yitziah, or Hotza'a, and Achnasa? So, Amaravashi, Tana Achnasa, Nami Hotza'a, Karilo. Hotza'a is a broader term. It's a generic term for movement from one location to the other. Yitziot doesn't merely mean Hotza'a, meaning from Rishuta Yachid to Rishuta Yitziot means anytime you're moving from one reshut, one domain to the other domain, whether you're going out or in. 
Doesn't really matter. Mimai, how do you know that's true? Midi Tanan. Because we have a Mishnah later on in the Mesechta. Motzim Rishut Rishut Chayav. First it moves from one domain into the other domain is Chayav. Mi lo askinin to come ayo mishut rabim rishut yachid v'kargari lehotza. When it's a motzim rishut rishut over there, it's whether you're taking it from rishut yachid to rishut rabim rishut rabim to rishut yachid, and yet it still calls it a motzi. So you see, the terminology of motzi is more generic. It means both. Like for instance, we have to make a copy of something. It's the Xerox. So Xerox both is a proper noun, which is the company who makes a machine called a Xerox machine, but also we say the Xerox, which is to copy. So the same thing over here. The word motzi can be used in two ways. It can be motzi, which is the generic term, which is, means any movement from domain to domain, but also can be used in a particular term, which is a motzi, means from Rishut Yechid out to the Rishut Rabim. Over here, when it's talking about Yitziot Shabbat, it's using it in the more generic sense of any movement from domain to domain. So then, Amar Ravina, Nita Nami Deka. Our Mishnah, you can be Medayek, that's the case. Tiktani, Yitziot. Our mission begins with Yitziot, the Kamerfarish, Achnasal Alta. What is the first case that's mentioned there after he says Yitziot Shabbat? Says Yitziot Shabbat, Shtayim Shinarba Bifnim, Shtayim Shinarba Bachut, Ketzat. What's the first case? Hani Omeid Bachut, Zabalabai Bifnim, Pashatani Et Yado Lifnim. Then he stuck his hand in, Venatan Lutoch Yado Shabalabai, he puts it in, Oh, Shinatan Mitochabaho. See, he took something out from the Bali and brought it out. In the first section, the first bubble of the Mishnah, already it's talking about both Hachnasa as the first case, and then Hotza as the second case. So it's clear from our Mishnah that the Mishnah understands Yitzio to mean movement from domain to domain, because the first example brought by the Mishnah is a case of Hachnasa. You have the Ani, et yado lifnim natan tochel et yado. Put, took something out from the outside, Rishut Rabim, and put it into the Baal hand, inside. That's Hachnasa. The first example in the Mishnah is Hachnasa after it says Yitzio to Shabbat. So it's clear that our Mishnah understands Yitzio to have a broader terminology to mean movement from domain to domain. And therefore, that's what the explanation of the difference between our Mishnah is and the Mishnah in Shavuot. So that is the answer. The answer is the Mishnah in Shavuot deals with Yitziot HaShabbat Shtayim Shein Arba, all cases of Chiyuvim. Cases of Chiyuvim are two Yitzaot Tarachayat, two Achnasot Tarachayat, two Avot, two Toladot. Over here in our Mishnah, we have the Avot and the Toladot again, but we also have these additional cases, Midr Abanan, which are Patur of Al-Asur. Those additional cases are added here because here is Ikar Shabbat. This is the main location of Shabbat. So over here we explain other instances where you do half the Malacha. And in doing half the Malacha, there's also a problem in doing half the Malacha. That's why you're Patur of Al-Asur. But that's here, not in the Mishnah in the Shavuot. Rav Amar Rishiot Ktani, Rishiot Shabbat Shtayim. The way Rav solves the problem is to say that it's not Yitziot necessarily, but rather the Yitziot means Rishuyot. So Rishiot Shtayim, Rishut Yachid, Rishut Rabin, Shein Arba, Bifnim, that turn out to be four and Bifnim. Chomar, Ayudehem, Yesh Lecha Arba Yisurim Bifnim, Uknegdam Bachutz, and also Bachutz, Men Lechiyuv, Men Lechtor, that the Yitziot over here is not meaning Yitziot in and out, meaning Hachnasan Hotzah, but rather two Yitziot. There's two places, two locations. Mishut Rabim, Mishut Yachid. They manifest themselves in four cases. Two of them you'll be Chayav, two of them you'll be Patur. But the Yitziot here is not referencing the action or the Malacha itself, but rather the domains in which the action takes place. It's just Daimshen Arba is that there are two Rishiot that end up in four manifestations. Bifnim, and four manifestations, Mibachutz. And so therefore he explains our Mishnah differently than that in Shavuot. And Shavuot explains Shtayim Shein to be the Melacha itself, focus on the Melacha. Over here the focus is not on the Melacha, but on the Rishiot. And in focusing on the Rishiot, you have multiple manifestations of that, Not you're not limited to the cases of Chiyuvim like you have in the Mishnah and Shavuot. Okay, we'll stop over here. Sorry.